0: This is Alicia Christian and welcome to the Eating Me Podcast. Hey y'all, it's Alicia and welcome back to the Eating Me Podcast. Y'all, I'm so happy to be celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day with y'all today. So happy Indigenous Peoples Day. And for me, this is still something that I'm learning about. And I know many of us are still taking the time to learn more about um, the indigenous people of this land, their contributions to humanity in general, and how they still contribute um, as beautiful people in this country. Um, It's so wild because growing up, many of us, I know, especially growing up where I grew up, Columbus Day was a big deal and we celebrated in various ways. And honestly, now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, what did we really do? I, I mean, I'm not really clear on all the things that we did. I know we talked about, you know, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Like, I mean, how many times could you hear that one, right? But like, it was something that was ingrained in us. And we knew based off, you know, what we were taught um, in whatever history classes or whatever that looked like in our school settings, that Columbus was this great, you know, explorer, and that he discovered this land and he was, you know, the person that kind of like brought civilization to this side of the world. And it's it's really like when you think about it now and the more information that we have um, as a human um, as human beings, we learned that a lot of the stuff that we were taught wasn't actually true. And so it's the unlearning process for me right now. I don't know for many people, it's a lot of this unlearning that does bring about resistance because it's like, I can't believe that I was taught something that wasn't true. Um, And then for people who have celebrated Columbus Day, particularly those that are, you know, celebrating like Italian American heritage and stuff like that, I, I can't imagine it's, a really easy thing to process for an Italian American either because it's like wow like I thought that this person was you know an upstanding person and was actually here to do good things and then you find out the contrary um, and for those that are struggling with that I I don't know exactly what that feels like but I can imagine that's not the easiest thing to process. Um, But I'm reading, or I read rather, um, an article, uh, a PBS article that was entitled Five Things to Know About Indigenous Peoples' Day. And so in this article, just kind of gives you like a backstory about Indigenous Peoples' Day, things that you can do in terms of celebrating, and just giving a history to why Columbus Day is now, um, and in various parts of this country, now Indigenous Peoples' Day. And I thought it was so interesting, this part of the article, uh, it says Columbus was a lost explorer who stumbled into this part of the world and brought famine, colonization, deaths, uh, deaths of millions of indigenous people. For this country to celebrate that history is absolutely disrespectful. And it's so wild to think that, right? Like to think like, oh my gosh, I have been doing something that has been disrespectful to my fellow man, to indigenous people that, you know, live amongst me. Like I am disrespecting who they are, I'm disrespecting their culture, Um, and not even consciously doing that. I just didn't know, right? Just had no idea that this was what was happening, right? But now, right, it's like now that we know that, When you know better, you do better, right? And so my thing is, I want to celebrate this day, having more information, having more tools under my belt to honor indigenous people and to ensure that I am, you know, making them as visible as possible through my voice, through, you know, my actions and what I do on a day-to-day basis. Um, It's so important. It's so important for us to just recognize humanity in general and particularly those who have you know the plan was to completely erase them from this land uh, for those who are still here I you know I I want to do my part just to make sure that you were heard you were seen you were celebrated um and it's so funny because I was reading another article um I, I think I, I think I have it sir here I'm not sure or not but it was just basically just saying that you know, the idea of quote unquote, celebrating indigenous people on this day is not really the goal for a lot of indigenous people. It's more so celebrating the fact that they still exist despite all of the things that happened when Columbus came here and all of the things that I shared um, previously, uh, the, when I, before from the article with PBS about all the things that were brought over and the, the um, plan to um, create extinction of these people, celebrating today the fact that despite all of that, they're still here, they're still thriving. And you know there's still things that need to be done um, to uplift indigenous people. There's still things that need to be done to ensure that they are receiving you know proper health care, proper education, proper opportunities, um, And a lot of people don't think about those things, I'm pretty sure, uh, because more times than not, the average American, I mean, you, if you think about it, like you're not like the indigenous person, and this is just being completely honest, the, the indigenous person in many ways, y- you just don't think to see them around because we have been conditioned to think that the majority of indigenous people have been erased and so, like I said, I wanna do my best to ensure that I celebrate the indigenous person, people, and that I learn about indigenous people and that I don't remain ignorant about this, right? And there's one thing to just have one day and be like, oh, happy indigenous people's day and keep it really superficial. But it's like, no, let's dig into this. Let's find out things about these people and create humanity around these individuals as opposed to you know continuing to think of them as caricatures that we have seen in you know different cartoons or whatever we've seen like in terms of um you know chiefs and you know all these things that we have we have this derogatory type of um ideology around indigenous people. These are people who have beautiful practices, beautiful lives and you know, stories and let's see the humanity in that. And that's my hope to for today. And of course y'all know with me I'm like let, let, where's what's where's the food? <laughs> what was the what what types of food do a lot of ind- indigenous people um, eat in terms of, you know, in terms of their practices, I'm curious. And it was so funny. I, I found some information and I know this is not everything. Like this is, you know, a blanketed, um, piece of information, but I'm starting somewhere and I will continue to dig and find things. But I found, um, a resource through, um, What is it? Where did I find this? I think this was through um, I think this is through Massachusetts, That they have an indigenous people's day resource um, section um, in their, you know, on their government website. And I'll share this in the show notes as well. But I thought it was really interesting. Uh, They were just sharing about the people in Massachusetts, really, right. But also according to you know a census that was actually done this was years ago which is wild um they they also looked at the united states in general um and just you know trying to determine how many people indigenous people were um in the united states at that time and like i said this was in 2010 y'all which is that speaks volumes to um this information right like this is and i probably need to look further into uh, finding more updated information but the point of it is at that point it was five point two million people in the United States identified as American Indian and Alaskan Alaska native so I thought that was interesting um I'm curious to find out more information like if there are um more recent information not just census wise but just in general um but like I said onto the food I was interested just to see what that was like and so some of the food that um the indigenous people or that they do eat and you know have um just a part of their diet a lot of things that we you know a lot of us eat and I think it's because of where we have where we are, right? Because a lot of the food that they eat, we eat because we have been we were brought here, right? Whether it be through slave trade, you know, your your family were immigrants, whatever. But, you know, Tomatoes, squash, potatoes, corn, beans, cacao, berries, nuts. And I was like, "Wow, well, that's so cool. Uh, I mean, and it's like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense because those are a lot of things that I grew up eating. Um, and that's basically what's from this, from the land here. So that's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then also like the meat, uh, meats that they would eat, like buffalo, moose, elk, uh, bear, deer, seal, and it's like other... Meat as well. And they also mentioned like teas and medicines, uh, just to help with um, just overall healing. But what was really interesting and what I loved was is that during colonization, Native people were forced onto reservations and then into residential boarding schools. And like side note, y'all, whenever you get a chance, and I'll share this in the sh- in the show notes too. I have a lot to share, y'all. But when I uh get a chance to share all this with y'all, take a look into the show notes and look for this information. Uh, the boarding schools, I wanted to stop there because there is an amazing, and I mean amazing podcast called, is it called Keeper Island? Give me a second. Y'all want to make sure I, I got this right. Keeper, is it Keeper Island? Either way, as I'm looking for this, I'm gonna let y'all know. It is um Amazing podcast that talks about oh, Cooper. It's a Cooper, K U P E R, and I could be pronouncing it so wrong and like butchering it, but I think it's called Cooper Island or Cooper Cooper, but it's K U P E R Island, and it's considered a true pod, true crime podcast. It's an eight-part series podcast, and it talks about the students that survived the residential schools in Canada and it's a very heavy podcast because it talks about a lot of things uh as it relates to abuse to these children sexual physical um even um the killings of some of these students and uh a lot of gaslighting not only the kids but the parents as well um and and lying to these parents about the fact that their children were not being abused were not being brainwashed into thinking that who they were as people weren't, like they weren't good enough and uh, they must assimilate to, you know, European culture, uh, basically just a white supremacist type of um, programming that was taking place with these kids. And so whenever you get the opportunity, like I said, I'll share it in the show notes, Cooper Island, if I'm butchering this y'all, just forgive me, but it's an amazing podcast series. And it really wakes you up to what was happening um, at one point um, in history uh, with indigenous people and how that type of education really wasn't uh, beneficial and on, on any level, like on any level, because they interview some of the survivors in this series and they talk about their struggles even to now. Uh, just dealing with the trauma of going to school and being um in those boarding schools and having to still pick up the pieces and dealing with things like alcoholism uh, domestic abuse because they are not able to process the fact that and just deal with all of that um trauma that they dealt with um being a student uh, in those boarding schools so definitely take a you know some time to listen to that podcast when you get a chance and you know it there might be moments where you need to take care of yourself and not listen and i completely understand that too but if you're in a space to just learn more about that and you know take in that information i encourage you definitely definitely do it um but back to this so it's just like during colonization you know, the native people, like I said, they were forced onto these reservations, into the boarding schools, and obviously forbidden to speak their language, uh, eat their traditional foods, their practices and cultures, spirituality, all that was completely erased. Um, And so because of that, uh, they were forced to eat low quality foods and, you know, also just kind of like survive on what was considered poverty foods. Um and and it was wild to me because despite them being, you know, given this food, they a lot of people resisted and called it resistance food or survival food. Uh things like fried uh fry bread, uh canned meats and um powdered dairy products. They this term of resistance food uh was a way of re- resisting the extermination of who they were as people because you know to be put in a position where you are completely your diet has completely changed your spirituality your language your culture all this being stripped away from you you know the folks that are doing that the hope is that you will become extinct and so to flip it the native people said no we are going to survive and we're going to do our best to resist this mentality by, you know, calling this food resistance food and doing our best to just make it. And I just thought that was so beautiful because it makes me think of the African-American experience as well, how a lot of the foods that we were given was basically the bottom of the barrel, but we made it work um, to you know, our advantage of still existing and still being um, here as we speak. And I'm speaking, and you know so it's like it's so wild to see that parallel. Um, and I didn't realize that that in terms of food um was a parallel with Native people and as well as with African Americans today. It's like, wow, that is so um interesting to me, you know, to know that we have uh, that in common. But then this resource goes on to share more resources about just indigenous indigenous people's food systems, and you know, whatever you know, and other things as it relates to indigenous people's foods. But towards the end of this resource, there is a um, cookbook that they're advertising. It's called the Sioux Chef's Indigenous Kitchen, and it's by Sean uh, Sherman and he um is the founder of the sous Sh- chef um and it basically disp- dispels outdated notions of native american um foods so it doesn't include the fry bread it doesn't include any dairy products it doesn't include sugar uh, this actual cookbook includes things that are um that embrace the traditional Indigenous people's diet. So it says it's embracing the the venison, the duck, the berries, the sage, um, and just wildflowers. Um, and then you know it goes into other things as well, um, focusing on the modern indigenous cuisine of the Dakota and Minnesota territories. Um, and I'll share this resource as well. And I wanted to point that out because I feel like sometimes people who have been oppressed in that way, can kind of stay in that mentality of thinking, this is what all of my, you know, this has been generations of us eating this resistance food and I'm gonna keep it together by, you know, upholding this tradition because this is how my ancestors made it and this is how I'm gonna continue on. And when you realize that that was, yes, that was a part of your story but that was the part of just trying to survive. And to go back and know, or find rather, the true traditional foods of your people that allow them to thrive before colonization, I just feel like that is so beautiful and so empowering, right? I just feel like that's where a lot of us could benefit from really taking ownership of how we have been seen um, as people, you know, especially people who are um, of a min- you know who are minorities who have possibly been stripped of their traditions and you know who they were as a people before colonization, um, and finding what really is fuel to your body by way of your true traditions and. Hats off to Sean Sherman for doing this and really opening up doors for those who are from those territories. And just beyond that, uh, to just be that beacon of, oh, of light and just for those to be like, oh, I, I didn't realize that this was available to me. And I didn't know, maybe I didn't know that these were my traditions. Thank you for opening that door. I think there needs to be more education around that, especially when it comes to food. Because a lot of times we don't realize we're just surviving on certain foods, right? We're just surviving and just trying to make it, and not realizing that we can thrive by eating. Eating can be a very empowering thing on so many levels, uh, especially when it comes to bringing culture back into your life. You know your traditions uh, that you may have never been exposed to because you. I never had the opportunity to actually experience that with loved ones or whatever that looks like. And so for me, I feel like Indigenous People's Day for me is not only a time to um, share the Indigenous people's story of triumph and resilience, but also a time for us to focus on the idea of Where am I, who who are my people, right? Where do my roots lie? And I know for a lot of African Americans and just black people in general across the globe, that can be difficult to actually find. Uh, But with whatever we have, we can do our best um, to do that. But I think the more that we, look into who we are and who we truly are, um, that it can erase so many things in terms of this white supremacist world that we live in. Because I even I even think with the idea of white supremacy, as we look at the um, as we celebrate this day, Indigenous Peoples Day, this could be an opportunity for those that do consider themselves white to really look into their heritage and see who they are beyond this quote-unquote white status right because i feel like and i know that this idea of being white is suffocating to a lot of white people and i mean because it's suffocating to those who aren't white because we experience the um backlash of white supremacy all day every day but i don't think a lot of white people realize how suffocating it is for them because you're trying to keep up these appearances based off a construct that probably not even really serving you on it at all unless you are a part of that you know small percentage of people that are really benefiting from the um ideologies that white supremacy has provided to not only this country but just globally right take the time not only today but every day to just really figure out who you are and if things that you find in your past and you know through your genealogy through you know through you know your ancestry you find that there are things that weren't so um pleasant you know maybe there was slave trade you know within your lineage maybe your family was responsible for you know the demise of a lot of indigenous people you can break that generational, Curse, right? You can break that by standing up to white supremacy and saying no more, right? Uh, This is not about shame. This is about breaking cycles, y'all. And I, I think that comes back to the whole point of us celebrating today. The indigenous people are saying, listen, we are here and we're not going to stand for this, oh, let's celebrate Columbus for all these quote unquote attributes and whatever that, you know, people think were brought to this country by way of this, you know, lost, <laughs> as the article said, lost explorer. Um, let's acknowledge who was here first, the traditions that were here first, the people that were here first, and su- and support those endeavors in ways of educating ourselves, reverencing where we are and learning about where you even live right who occupied that land well before you were there that would be so interesting to learn about really cool stuff to learn about you know take the time because then it gives you more understanding of where you are and how important it is to maintain the land and to honor the land and for us to not pollute the land, um, because if we learn about the, the traditions of the people that were here first, that were are really trying to uphold the beauty of the earth and honor the earth, I think that would then be cause for us to do the same. So there's so many things we could do today in terms of Indigenous Peoples Day. We can, like I said, we can focus on, you know, The traditions of food, maybe in the region that you're in. Look at the traditions of, you know, how things were like food, how it was prepared, how the people lived, how they honored the earth. And then also take the time to learn who you truly are as well. I think the more that we learn about ourselves and about the people we come from, the more we can, you know, break generational cycles and uphold some traditions that might still be beautiful to uphold. Right. Um, but just start learning about who you are, who the people are around you and, and, and pay attention to the distractions that might be pulling us away from that to create these, the continuous divide that we see in humanity. Um, to this day, I think that's, that, that, is the power, is us finding humanity in one another, learning about each other, and seeing that beautiful humanity and that the traditions that that person might you know have, it might be different than yours, but at some point you see the similarities in the humanity and the experience of why they do what they do and how beautiful it is. I, th- I think that alone is so necessary for all of us as we go on this human journey. And let's do our best, right? To truly work on whatever prejudices we have and see each person as a human and not some caricature that we can't see the humanity in. So it's easy for us to dismiss that person, right? Let's find the humanity. Let's heal, y'all. Indigenous Peoples Day is a day of healing too, I feel. It's a day where we all like I said, acknowledge the existence of these beautiful people who were treated in in, in insane ways, right? And I don't that's probably not even the best way to put it, but honestly, Let's find ways to just, like I said, educate ourselves and continue to see the humanity in everyone. Um, and not just the people that we are, you know, in our circles. You know what I'm saying? Once again, happy Indigenous Peoples Day, y'all. I love y'all. And listen, take the time to look at the information I'm sharing in the show notes. And if you have other information, definitely send it my way. I love learning. And if there's anything in this actual podcast episode we're like, "Oh, leash. actually this was, you know, you probably should know more about this because this, you know, actually uh was not, you know, as accurate. I'm cool with that. Share what you know. Um I want to learn and I w- I want to share what I know with y'all and we can just do this back and forth. All you know, share what you know with me. I love that. I'm on all socials. Um, the Alicia Christian on Instagram. I'm Alicia Christian Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I think I'm the Alicia Christian on TikTok. The point of it is, I'm. I'm you can find me. <laughs> I love y'all, and listen. Keep doing what you're doing, and let's just continue to uplift each other and love each other uh, as best as we can. Have a wonderful day. Continue learning and growing. And I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Hey, y'all. It's Alicia. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Eat Me podcast. Y'all, I am so grateful that you keep coming back to listen to these amazing episodes. And if this is your first time, welcome. Please, if you have not already rate and review the podcast share some of the podcast episodes with those you love and y'all let's just keep on keeping on I love y'all and I'll see you next week bye